Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, sir, my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, good evening, and welcome to a slightly earlier than planned recording of Gatecast episode 97. I'm Alan. And I'm Mike. Good afternoon, everybody. As Alan says, we're squeezing one in before he uh, goes on a slightly extended break. A tour of the Devon countryside. Indeed, but I'm not telling you which bit. <laughs> because, to be honest with you, I'm not entirely sure. No, uh, he's got his sat-nav to get there, he's got his map and his compass, and off he goes. I've got my phone charger, and I'll be picking up a spare battery. If we get lost in Mountain, I want to be able to turn on GPS. Well, that just takes all the fun out of it. No, it don't. <laughs> my mum was all like, oh, be careful, the fog might come down. I said, in July? <laughs> you never know. I mean, if some people have never been to the United Kingdom and the British Isles, they might not realise the weather can be variable. <laughs> in the same way that the sun can be mildly warm and the ocean can be somewhat damp. I can remember many times going to uh, the East Coast, the summer holidays, and actually having fog and mist coming in mid-afternoon. Creepy. Yeah, especially if you've been reading 80s James Herbert books. <laughs> or indeed Dean Orkins. Wake up. Go to work. Work. Come home. Eat dinner. Rot your brain out. Go to bed. Lather. Rinse. Repeat. Are you tired of an old humdrum life? Tired of things that just weigh you down and depress you? Wouldn't you rather just focus on things that are awesome? Tune into Nutty Bites. Find out what's awesome. Nutty Bites. Nimlas.org slash blog. I should have put a comma there between 97 and 2001. Oh, you've tweeted something, have you? Yes. Oh, episode 97, 2001. <laughs> yeah, that's lot of episodes we've done. <laughs> we can't do that many episodes. I'm assuming you're current with Miracle Day. Yeah. Are you two episodes? You've seen it now, have you? I've seen both. Yeah. I watched one of them last night. Did you understand what I meant about uh, the Russell T. Davis moment? Probably the baby. In the second episode. Where they send the husband and the baby back to Wales. I'm mostly referring to the totally over-the-top Gwen on the plane, ripping everything apart, yelling, shouting. Hmm. That was so, I thought, RTD. Somebody tweeted about obvious 456 references. I'm kind of going, what? Where? And isn't the fat guy with the glasses George from Seinfeld? No. Looks a lot like him. He was in Third Rock from the Sun. Ah, okay. I knew we were in a comedy thing. <laughs> I have pointed out to her that John Lithgow is the bad guy in Series 3 of Dexter. A motivational tool. Ooh, that's a point. Even though I have sort of disabled it, why don't we turn sound on the phone off? Did you manage to translate my initially horrendously autocorrected tweet indicating I that I wanted to have I didn't have, have a error? clue what it meant. I assumed it was some Irish slang which I wasn't privy to. Nope, it was autocorrect. Yeah. I think my worst autocorrect moment was a tweet I sent to Aaron, which was, don't bother your arse to come in tomorrow, have a good time with your Nordic friend, and autocorrect turn Nordic into horrid. <laughs> and of course, I didn't realise that after I clicked send. Oops, damn, should have proofread it. Well, I did, but it doesn't always autocorrect instantly. You continue ah, to right. type and then it updates a second <laughs> or two later on. Yeah, stand there swearing at your phone. <laughs> Hi folks, an update to our 100th episode prize draw. 
There's still plenty of time to get your email entry in before we make the draw on the eve of the episode's release. And I know there are plenty of you out there who listen and have not entered yet, even a few who contribute in other ways. No restrictions. If you listen to the podcast, you can enter. So simply send us an email to gatecastpodcast at gmail.com with 100th episode in the subject, and you are in the draw for the Amazon gift certificate. Good luck. Okay, I am awake. I was kind of bollocksed after the... I know it was two hours ago, but believe me, an hour of intense exercise does tend to take it out of me. Perfectly understandable. Worst Blu-rays of 2011. I'm looking at them. I don't recognise all of them. Worse as in uh, waste of money, not remastered well enough. I don't know. I'm just looking at the article. Did someone tweet it? No, it's from High Def Digest. Just releases that don't live up to expectations. Movies that are so bad, why did they get a Blu-ray release? Because they feel they can squeeze more money out of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf? Oh, that one. <laughs> Quote, I actually believe the DVD is better than the Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, dear. Skyline. Well, yeah, obviously. I ended up buying that one because it was real cheap. <laughs> so, it doesn't actually include Zombieland in that by any chance, does it? Zombieland came across good in every aspect. Like I think I told you, I got it for a tenner from Zavi. Obviously, some of these are because the guy obviously doesn't like the movie. Ah, so nice. Objective Blu-ray reviews. Well, they're not reviews, isn't it? It's just an article, his opinions. I mean, he's got the Harry Potter Years 1-7 to box set. For the obvious reason, there's going to be another disc out next year. Sorry, I'm very, very quickly reading the teaser, since I hadn't actually done that yet. And now I should actually open. I admit, I got lazy. I went into history and just double-clicked until I found the transcript for the one we did on Monday. Oh, frack, I did open instead of open VLC, and it's gone and shown me the fucking folders. Why do you do that when VLC player is the default? Episode list. Ooh, interesting. In addition to the cover being read, the actual gate, you know, where they list the episodes in DVD. Yeah. That's all read, too. Obviously, different cover to what I've got. Going to 2001, there's a very concerned-looking Sam with a blue background. Pause. Good line. Sit. Stay. Nice plus cat. Line Julie Cocked. Shall I commence Le Countdown? Off you go. If a three, if a doe, if a hain, go. That was Irish, folks. Previously on Stargate SG-1. Ah, Teal. Yes. Little crumpled piece of paper. And of course, this is all from 2010. Yes, or last year. Under no circumstances go to P4C... 970 Colonel Jack O'Neill. This looks like your handwriting. That is my handwriting. And it's my signature. Hmm. You can always trust your own handwriting. Yes. That looks like blood, sir. I want P4C 970 removed from the dialing computer immediately. I wonder why you sent it. I wonder when. It didn't look like blood when we first saw it. <laughs> no, not really. Quite in the wrong shade of red. It looked like ketchup. Or a capsule. Sideways stock footage. Yep. So those three come together and Sam's slightly behind. Break out the fishing gear, General. Our job here is done. They look happy. I take it your mission was successful. In a word, sir, yes. In two words, yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) It was a bit long. Speaking before he decided what he wants to say. (laughs) That's not like Jack. Who, while lacking a sense of humor, make up for it in advanced technology. They just wanted to make sure that we were trustworthy first. Long story short... I think we just carried out our standing orders, sir. Indeed. We need. We may have found a race both willing and capable of defending this world against the Goa'ul. 
And if that little outburst didn't convince you... I'm convinced. Little outburst? <laughs> He's really getting the indeeds in now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Born. Born. Who really lacks a sense of humor? Yeah, he lacks a sense of humor <laughs> and he's called phonetic similarity for boring. Well done, people. Perhaps while I inform the president, you could prepare a mission briefing. Yes, sir. By the way, what do our new friends call them? Brace yourself. The Ashen, sir. They're called the Ashen. Gasp. Yep, and the people who have actually watched the series and seen that episode. No. <laughs> Everybody else, well. <laughs> So what? It says more so. <laughs> Written by our showrunner, or one of our showrunners, Brad Wright, and directed by the lazy and hardly directing at all, Peter DeLuise. Yeah, it's good to get off get, uh, get off his backside every now and again and actually do some work. <laughs> So I'm assuming he'll pop up in this episode at some point. Yes, he does, but you're going to have to keep an eye out for him, because it's quick and easy to miss. I see. Any idea of the time code? I'll point it out if you don't spot it. Right, 1st of August 31st, obviously uh, 2001, how about that? <laughs> Shocking, it's if it were planned. Possibly. Yep. I presume it was set in 2001. Like I say, it's serendipity. It's supposed to be a present day. So, out of security concerns, the Ashen wish not to reveal the location of their home world until we have an agreement. Yes, because if they reveal the location of their home world... Ooh, sounds briefing is serious. You know, wouldn't that make most officers somewhat nervous? You've basically got the entire Joint Chiefs there. <laughs> Thereby doubling the Volian's growing season. They made a star how? Ah, and there's the not-at-all husband. Yeah, there's Joe, played by Christopher Cousins. I wonder if it got killed retroactively. In fact, Arthur C. Clarke posited that... Ambassador, you got to be careful about the use of the word how, unless you really want to know. My mistake, Colonel. He has future love for Sam. Does that mean he's going to die? <laughs> At least more than once. Does the curse actually extend that far? The Shen could be formidable allies. If they're Stargate-capable, why is this the first we've heard of them? I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at sort of recent episodes of Sanctuary, and kind of gone... She really has changed. Oh, very much so. A quick favourite line from Sanctuary. I've lived 140-odd years. I've known you for three. <laughs> she does look good for her age, I'll give her that. To be honest, I prefer Amanda with dark hair now. What is her natural hair colour, do we know? I honestly don't know. <laughs> Answers on the tweet, please, to the gate. You'd think, where have they taken the briefing room table? <laughs> Because <laughs> I would have thought they'd been able to get that out of the room by dismantling it. Surely there must be a room in Stargate Command or Cheyenne Mountain where they could get everybody seated around, you know, an auditorium. The news must have come as a shock to them. <laughs> you think? <laughs> what Jack is trying to say is that if they were surprised, they'd never show it. They don't get excited in general, General. <laughs> it's like an entire planet of accountants. Tilt being the straight man to Jack. I didn't say that. Indeed you did, on several occasions. No, I didn't. What I said was, I didn't trust people without a sense of humor. <laughs> she's, and she's smiling behind him. Okay, I'll tweet that. Right. He was boring. The Ashen have agreed to meet our representative on P3A194 tomorrow. Colonel O'Neill, both you and Major Carter are to make yourselves available to the ambassador's consultants. Yes, sir. Yeah, see... Yeah, you really don't want to develop feelings for Sam. It's not a safe thing to do. Read the damn mission briefs. 
Those who develop feelings for Sam tend to have a remarkably short life expectancy, which rarely extends beyond a single episode. A notable exception happening in season seven, I think. Gentlemen, see him all hurrying off for tea and cakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's putting the move on. Major Carter, since we're trading knowledge of the Stargate, I I'll probably use a little more of that knowledge myself. After you, Ambassador. I like you, therefore, please shag off and never have anything to do with me. <laughs> you think Sam could at least get some? You know what I mean? If she's gonna have these doomed romances... Oh, uh, anything yet? Uh, the computer should have it down to a handful of candidates by tomorrow. Candidates? Yeah, we're trying to determine the location of the Ashen home planet. How can you do that without the coordinates? How? Oh, I asked that question again. <laughs> oh, as per, sorry. Yay, Walter. Yeah, unfortunately, during the filming of this, the poor guy will suffer as filming. That's mentioned in the commentary. In the commentary, yes, he is. <laughs> oh, dear God, Peter. You finally get a call in and you're really, really under the weather. <laughs> but you have to soldier on. Because the Ashen homeworld is somewhere within this area. There's a 70% probability. But the Ashen are so powerful, why don't they want us to know? But until we share our database with them, they have only our word of what's out there. They're vulnerable. If we didn't have an iris, I think we'd do the same. Now that's handy. The Ashen have given us a little bit of information. We're already narrowed down to where we think they could be. They really shouldn't trust people. They don't know us too well. No, indeed not. But are the designations an indication of spatial coordinates? I don't believe they are. Although I suppose it depends how the gate addresses were listed in Cartouche and Abydos. Mm-hmm. Chances are they just filmed them all and put them in literally as each one came up. Chevron 3 encoded. Yay. Walter saying Chevron. It's going to get boring pretty quick. He says it a lot in this episode. Mm-hmm. Morning. Yeah, I remember what the planet's like, and this guy is wearing shoes. <laughs> Even Teal's amused. This is like a scene from a cartoon or something. <laughs> All the characters poking their heads around. Chevron 4 encoded. You look fine. Well, yeah, they said I didn't have to wear a uniform. I just want to make a good impression. Chevron 5 encoded. You look great. Very sharp. Thank you. Chevron 6 encoded. It's the shoes. Probably should have done his homework a bit. Yeah. Although I have to say, the shiny shoes look cheap shiny shoes. Mm-hmm. It's a farm planet. Chevron 7 lock. <laughs> <laughs> a new pair of Doc Martens. That'd have been fine. Indeed. Oh, of course, this is the first time you've seen this, isn't it? Yep. Ah, Blase SG1R. Let's go. Enjoy the ride, Ambassador. We'll look forward to your return. Let's enter the shiny puddle. Same thing every day. Boring, boring. <laughs> I don't think this will ever get boring. No, I suppose because you're never quite sure what you're going to get on the other side. The only thing up to and including a Gould taking you over. Yeah, don't drop your briefcase. <laughs> Deep breath. Ooh, Ooh, backwards nice. thingy. We've seen that before, though. It does look good, though. At least we didn't do a ghost sort of entering the inside of his skull thing. Not bad green screen, that wasn't. You could see a little shimmering around the edges. Hmm. And we're in backwards. We can't be in Canada, it's sunny. <laughs> yeah, it's not raining. Something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> This area of land was used for every scene. They just moved the camera a bit so it would point in a different direction. <laughs> it looks just like... Uh... Oh, yeah. Just when you think you're not in Kansas anymore. 
Turns out you are. <laughs> oh, it's been a while since we've had an Oz reference. Yeah, but tell me, is this actually Kansas? <laughs> I honestly don't know. There wasn't a location mentioned in the commentary. Mm-hmm. You said the Volians and the Ashen enjoy a long-standing trade relationship, but there aren't any signs of trade infrastructure around the Stargate. What is that sound? Now look. Oh, yeah. Ah, clever use of the gate. <laughs> yes, so right there and then you should be asking, don't inhabitants keep any of the grain? Yeah. It's called a harvester. The Ashen have provided hundreds of them all over the planet. When a field is ready, the machine harvests the crop and then brings it to the Stargate for transport to the Ashen home world. It's like a third world country growing a cash crop instead of actual food to feed themselves. We're going to want a few of those. I'm sure that can be arranged, Colonel. Mm-hmm. Ah, boring. <laughs> okay, now, I, as per my usual plan, I haven't watched this episode, so that was pure coincidence of timing on my part. You could just tell, couldn't you? He looks a cheerful chap. It's Jack. It was like the whole Daniel correcting him two episodes ago thing, until they eventually got it hammered into his head. May I introduce our official representative, Ambassador Joseph Jackson of the United States. I bring you greetings I am from your counterpart. Boris played by Robert Maloney. Again. Yeah, yeah. Again? He wanted in the first one, was he? Weren't he? I don't know, the channel looked the same to me. <laughs> yeah, pale. Did a stint in SGA, one episode of that. Uh, Smallville, Supernatural. Hmm. Sergeant, you have something? Sir, let me show you on the star map. We've calculated a total of five possible Stargate coordinates within a 300 light year radius of P3A194, the Volian system. And there's a good chance one of them is the Ashin world. Well, of the five, these three were just calculated, so they're unexplored. This one was determined uninhabitable by a mount probe three years ago. But, sir, this one, this gate was locked out of our dialing computer by your order seven months ago. You're telling me there's a one in four chance that the Ashen homeworld is a planet that I ordered off limits? Yes, sir. Sergeant, have SG teams 3, 12, and 15 report to the briefing room as soon as possible. Yes, sir. Hang on. Yeah. Well, they get lines which don't include the word Chevron. Well, that's it. I mean, sure. He probably a decent part, so there was no way he was going home. <laughs> oh, dear. Hammond's ticked off. Not 3, 4, and 5. Yeah, and Walters identified in the transcript as Davis. And that, of course, is the uh, address that was locked out. Yes. Alarm bells are ringing. It's uh, Dan Jackson and, and Tilk. You said you'd not likely be this way again. Yeah, we wanted to learn more about your relationship with the Ashen. What would you like to know? If they are honourable. Don't the farmers on this homeworld strike you as a little Amish? I wouldn't have put it quite that way, but... Well, when you realise what the uh, Ashen have done to them, yes. Mm. I was raised by an Ashen family. Orphan. They give medicine freely, machines freely, light and heat for our homes. Really? So they've never been unreasonable with your people in any way? They just float around in their harvesters, mostly. What few of them there are. Then you maintain freedom from their world? If freedom is being left alone, we have it. They seem a little sort of... I mean, Naive doesn't even begin to cover it. A little odd. Normally you'd have Bob White to keep cattle out, but there doesn't seem to be any cattle. Hmm. When next you speak to one, tell them I got iron root in my south field. Can't dig it out myself. Need one of the machines. Iron root, well, maybe maybe we can help. This is Keel, played by Howard Siegel. Again, a regular in Canadian dramas. Psych, Fringe, Reaper, Outer Limits. I didn't realise Psych was Canadian. 
Yeah. I've stopped bothering to record it. To, to be honest with you, of the large list of things I watch, like is something I can live without. Oh, I love Psych, one of my favourite series. It's light and fluffy. Very light and fluffy. I never spot the pineapple. What? There's a pineapple in every episode. Okay. Either a literal pineapple or a pineapple print or a pineapple something. Hmm. I do like the guy that plays as that. What, Corbin Bernstein? Yeah. They're not all going to fit on Triangle. Now we get the uh, transporters, the same that we used in 2010. Got to be friendly to use this transporter. Not like the gold rings. Plenty of room in them. They only transported 100 yards. The harvester had landed and they should get on board. I get the impression the harvester's not designed to land. That probably helps in case there's a revolution. Oh, here we go. This seating arrangement is suitable for our negotiations. Please. Oh, God, Boren, cheer up a bit, please. I mean, you just look at them and you think they're untrustworthy. There's something about them that makes your skin crawl. Yeah. In the next compartment. Jack needs to go for a number one. Indeed. Just wanted to make sure before we flew off somewhere. <laughs> the harvester will remain in the general vicinity of the Stargate throughout the negotiations. Jack's looking very unshaven. Mind if I check out the view first? Although what I've noticed is, even with me, and I have very faint red hair, facially, within hours of shaving the sort of chin and upper lip area, it looks like I haven't bothered. <laughs> I wonder if there's a little dig at Gary Jones. Someone screwed up. Someone has that thing that Jack said into the radio ends with slash block quote. Oh, he hasn't said it yet, has he? Oh, there he goes. Daniel Teal, we're on board one of their harvesters. When you get back, report to Ham and let him know the proceedings have begun. Over. Copy that and uh, good luck. That's a hoe. Well, he's a farmer. Yeah. Here it is bit odd he's just noticed that. Yeah, I'd probably noticed that a long time ago if I were tilling the fields and whatnot. It goes deep, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tilled? Not on this scale, no. <laughs> Done the back garden. I've even rotivated when it comes to it. General Hammond's request was to gather information. And he also said we should dig a little deeper. <laughs> There's a jug of my best sweet water in it for you, if you manage. Okay. The exercise that I was doing is called chopping wood. And he said, no, you need to keep your arms straight and rotate this way. And looked at him and said, let's be honest with you, Paul. Do it look like I've ever actually chopped wood? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Have you discovered something, Daniel Jackson? Oh, God, I hope not. Probably, though. Jack's bored. Bored, 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 bored. There must be something you can play with. <laughs> that looks like something you can fiddle with just in front of him there. Yeah. Please don't touch that. Is that his, well, his P90, isn't it? <laughs> Is it? It's a Shen. They have such clean, boring desks. They're sort of they're what the Americans like to think the Canadians are like. Yeah. Americans don't actually have any Canadian friends. You know, all boring and clean and efficient. And We agree in principle to provide you with these defense technologies and much more in exchange for your full disclosure of this Stargate network. We also agree in principle. Damn. That's a nice set. Be careful, Daniel. How much of that is actually real? All of it. They built it with the remnants of the Red Sky set. That's pretty impressive. I mean, that's got to be a good 80, 100 feet up, based on the fact that it's approximately uh, 20 odd. Well, I imagine the top part of it was CGI, just above Daniel's head. Yeah. I don't want to get caught up in semantics here, but even if there was a city here just a few hundred years ago... What happened? So, you just lied to me then? Well, the set was real. Elements of the set are not real. This is a science fiction show. That's a given that something you're seeing on screen isn't actually there in real life. See, Jack isn't actually there in real life. 
Well, if, if, forgive me, I don't know the exact number. I wonder how many light bulbs they went through in this show. Somewhere in the neighborhood of, um, six billion? Growing at a rate of several million a year. That growth rate is unsustainable. We agree. You represent the dominant nation. That is a fair assessment. China, mate. China. <laughs> ...to curtail this growth rate. No. We respect the sovereignty of our neighbors. The good old days when America respected the sovereignty of other nations. Oh, dear. The worlds of the Confederation are a partnership of equals. Do not be alarmed. The harvester is continuing its normal operations. While you may respect these neighbors, you have not yet revealed to them the existence of your Stargate. Yeah, so uh, you just want to see how devious and... Uh... This guy could run rings around Kinsey. Oh, true, yeah. He's a whole... He, uh, in terms of deviousness, he is to Kinsey what Kinsey is to a five-year-old playground bully. <laughs> Doing the whole, you know, don't you attack other nations? Uh, no, of course we don't. Mm, that's good. But isn't it, you know, so the uh, yeah. put the little yes. the hook in front of you, you know, this is what we should do. There appears to be no sign of battle, Daniel Jackson. I can tell you that barring natural disaster, it generally takes the forces of nature several centuries to bury a city. This place looks like it was just plowed over recently. Perhaps to create farmland. Maybe the volumes had their own version of a Luddite movement. Whoever did this, the volumes of the Ashen, they probably did it long after the city was already abandoned. There are no human remains. Exactly. So the question is, why? This looks like it might have been a public building of some sort. I'm going to go inside and take a look around. Peter DeLuise made the uh, point of praising Andy McKee to the second unit director for shooting all this stitch. <laughs> it may be extremely dangerous. Yes, it may. It's echoey. No, I don't know if they added reverb. I imagine they did it in post. It's a subtle effect, but it does convey a nice sense of, you know, cavern. Yeah. Makes you wonder how, though, this ended up with a field on top of it. Several months ago, we received a message through the Stargate that simply stated, under no circumstances go to P4C970. We have uh, Major Pierce making a return to the series. Looks like he's got a stick up his butt. Hence the three SG teams. There you are. Go. That's why you're a <laughs> colonel. Pat gently on head. That the race of people we're currently in trade negotiations with, the Ashen, may be from one of these four planets. And the only way to rule out 970 as the Ashen world is to check out the other three, sir. That's your mission. Have your teams ready to embark once the Malps have determined you're good to go. Just out of curiosity, what kind of defense technologies are we talking about? Space guns, force fields, motherships? Yes, we need space guns. That last deal fell through. <laughs> this is an example of a bioweapon we can make available to you. A living radioactive genetic material that may be designed to attack and destroy only the specific DNA of your enemy. We have a number of efficient delivery systems. <clears throat> Well, we want certain assurances... Of... That we take military action only against your enemies, and not your friends. Of course. The question arises, 
Why have these friends of Earth not already provided you with the defense technologies that you seek from us? Because they don't want anything from us, unlike you. They've hesitated to share their technology with us for fear that we could use it to destroy ourselves. <laughs> She's being honest, Jack, come on. Yes. Now, this I don't quite get. Well, first off, this little CGI bit is a homage to Galaxy Quest, if you recall, the Omega-13. But as weapons go, that's pretty pathetic. To defend your world, that is absolutely useless. Oh, God, yeah, because they can just blow the crap at you before the disease takes effect. Yes, that's a first strike weapon against a race that aren't expecting any problems from you. We offer Earth membership within the Ashen Confederation. Dion Luther plays Malone. Malone? Mo- Molan, sorry, Molan. Same actor playing the same role in 2010, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, basically, we've just. We're planning on giving them the, the galaxy. <laughs> I know that. You probably mentioned this before, but I'm sure he was in an episode of Outer Limits. He might have been. Maybe it's just the vibe and getting off, and it's a very sort of Outer Limits baddie. Yeah. May I ask why? Understood. Sergeant, abort the dialing sequence. Yes, sir. Aborting dialing sequence. SG-15, your recon mission has been scrubbed until further notice. You may stand down. Sir, what's going on? That's what I aim to find out. Oh, let's see. Somebody from outside the SGC have butted in. Never a good thing. Yeah. Dion Luther hasn't got an Outer Limits listing in his IMDb. Oh, yes, he has, from uh, 2000. So there is a chance you've actually seen him on Outer Limits. With my memory, there's every chance I've seen him on Outer Limits. (laughs) But it's only near perfect. It's not actually perfect. The Ashen have the technology. They probably do, but we never see their home world, so we don't really know what it's like. I got a Yoda quote in today. Yeah, well, hey. Showing me very exercises, and then he said, okay, now you try, and I just looked at him and said, do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> of course, my knees would disagree at this point. Language appears to be similar to an ancient Celtic text I found in Wales. I should be able to make some of this out. We need to go through all of this. We're looking for big headlines first. This cavern may be unstable. <laughs> you think? I believe it would be best if we return to the surface. I don't think so. Bit of dust, some sound effects, and we've set the scene. It doesn't sound safe, Daniel. Tell him, Tilt. Tell him. Don't give an opinion, Tilt. Pick him up and carry him out. In fact, it's probably not a good idea to stay underground. Read them above ground. Given the age and level of... Although, I suppose... Where's that light coming from? The hole in the uh, ceiling, I imagine. Is uh, he bothering to shine a torch on it? I mean... It's clearly bright enough to read, but we can read. It probably helps the camera. <laughs> Access to the Stargate network. And the promise of much more, Major Carter. An introduction to the advanced races that you have befriended, just as the Volians introduced you to us. Oh, that's really not something you want to do. Um, besides, the Asgard probably kick your ass. Uh, was it implied in 2010 that they kicked the Asgard's ass? I don't believe so. But given how stupidly powerful they are, it seems odd that they're not mentioned again after this. Surely we'd come across them. Well, that's it. I don't think the Ashen are that powerful. They kick the girls' ass. They do have ships, but they're not really a spacefaring race. They've kind of, you know, they made contact with peoples close to their world. And conquered them. Yeah, not by out-and-out war, over hundreds of generations. They don't do anything fast. My guess is in 2010, they gave Earth technology that helped us fight the Gwold. They probably didn't participate at all, because I think they value their lives very, very highly. And there's nothing better than a war to thin out the population, anyway. But as we said before, Jack gives the impression he's a lot dumber than he actually is. Well, that was 
easy. This was just the first stage. If you thought it was too easy, believe me, you won't feel that way when we're done. So I'm the only one that has a bad feeling about this. They're patient people. Maybe they're actually immortal. Very long-lived, probably, if they've got really high-end medical technology. Mm-hmm. And I suppose you have to have that to create weapons based on DNA profiles. You look at Joe, he seems to get along very well with Jack, even though they're very different people. They both have similar tasting women. That's true. And for our female readers, and or listeners rather, I'm sure Joe is a reasonably attractive man. Now, assuming the issue of the newcomers in this article, they provided a, can't translate that word either, but it appears to have been some sort of vaccine. And the Volian people were immensely grateful. I'm just trying to dispense with all the sort of sound love. Oh, stop bringing it up then. Well, having brought it up, I was reminded by the fact that I were given it to for bringing it up, so I thought I'd bring in Joe. <laughs> Not that I'm an accurate judge of such things. Perhaps they relocated elsewhere within the Eshen Confederation. I don't like the sound of that either. Kiel said he'd never been anywhere else. The city has been abandoned for many years. Yes, but long enough ago for Kiel to have absolutely no idea it was ever here. I mean, come on. Look at all the beefcake on the screen at the moment. What, Hammond? <laughs> yes, just waited for the scene to change. Oh, yes, it wouldn't have been funny otherwise. Please, I have some sense of coming. Tell me. History will remember your contribution to this. O'Neill, two L's. Two L's. <laughs> and Major, next time I'm in the neighborhood, I know a restaurant that beats your mess, hands down. I'd like that. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, dinner invite. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Jack. <laughs> well, General, it might be time to reconsider this retirement thing. Not yet, Colonel. Come with me. Oh, dear. Oh, bad news. I'll uh, get a lot of shots of the star map in this episode. Mm-hmm. The President doesn't want to risk such a potentially rewarding alliance on the basis of a note that may or may not be a warning from the future. I knew that thing was going to come back to haunt me. You see Walter in the background. I see somebody in the white coat. There's Peter. That's Peter. That's Peter in the white coat, the blur. I was actually, because yeah. I was just in the transcripts half a second ago and I clicked back in. <laughs> so Peter gets, he's in shot several times. Yes. And there's Walter in the background with his medication. <laughs> Pepto-Bismol for his uh, <laughs> problems. Probably. Or are you just being generic? Well, in the commentary, they told you what he was drinking. <laughs> One of the guys says, you know, I wondered why he was drinking that. It's because he was ill. <laughs> trying to settle down his stomach and everything. I wonder whose idea that was. Indeed. Gods are ravenous. Hmm. Sir, you know me. I wouldn't have sent that note without a damn good reason. The president should know that. You basically uh, wiped your hands of it by saying, this is fantastic, off you go. You pretty much handed it over to the diplomatic corps. Oh, here we go. The bottom line is he wants us out of it. From now on, this treaty is a state matter. Well, what did Daniel and Tilk find out? They haven't returned yet. The Ashen vaccine had a side effect. Oh, dear. I don't know what. Maybe in a Shen word, but I know it was big news around here. How would you know this, Daniel Jackson? Oh, some big black letters. A Shen vaccine causes something. <laughs> you sulky sod, Daniel. <laughs> Although, a daft question to him. He's reading the newspaper. It was in big black letters. I mean, seriously. Thank God that wasn't the son of our day. <laughs> Sally from such and such a province thinks the Shen are really good people. We're in an underground cavern. The Ashen know we're down here? Negative. Kiel said you were digging a hole around here. Yeah. Um, stay put. We'll, uh, we'll come meet you. Yeah, he took his bucket and spade with him. <laughs> Where are they? Where are you? 
Boy, when they dig a hole. Yeah, it doesn't help. Daniel, where exactly are you? We're in the buried ruins of the Bullion Union's capital city. By all accounts, a thriving metropolis. That is, I think, until the Ashen wiped them out. Ooh. Oh, dear. That's not good. And cut the briefing room. Outside foot with a blue truck I don't recall seeing before. Around 200 years ago, the Volians were a thriving urban civilization. He really cleaned it up in the scan. Turn of the century North America in terms of technology. Nice and little font as well. Hmm. Twingdings. What happened to them? Well, all we know is that there was a, a flu pandemic, similar to the one on Earth in 1918 that killed over 20 million people. Now that is when the Ashen came. Through the Stargate? Actually in ships. You see, the Volian Gate wasn't discovered until years later. They befriended the Volians, offered them a, a vaccine for their epidemic, and saved their world. That's an interesting question. Do you think the Ashen actually infected the people beforehand? But then something happened. It'd be one hell of a coincidence if they hadn't. I don't know. We found no evidence of battle. I found one clue. Here. Uh, this word loosely translates as, as medicine, vaccine, drug, followed by from the newcomers, followed by causes, followed by some word I can't translate. <laughs> Which most likely indicates the paper shut down or was shut down the very next day. Vaccine causes what? I don't know, but it caused something. Because in the span of 200 years, the Voyans went from an urban civilization of millions to an agrarian civilization of thousands, after they were saved by the Ashen. Basically, it can mean anything I want it to mean. Mm-hmm. How fortunate that uh, the last issue survived. Fortunate that they kind of got wiped out at that stage of technology and they had to switch to digital data. <laughs> I never did cash in on that open invitation to visit the White House. Remember last time we saved the world? There are newspapers still published. Getting fewer. Yes. You think the iPad will pretty much kill the newspaper? Tablet, light, portable, uh, cheap tablet PC? Well, okay, iPad. Let's remove the word cheap from that. <laughs> yeah, do right. <laughs> light, portable tablet PCs. Now, this was shot in Washington. <laughs> Gas. I didn't even have to look that up. Yeah, but this bit probably wasn't. No. <laughs> I wonder if those I assume the ribbons are accurate, but what did they actually mean? Tours, service tours, aren't they? Individual medals, actual completing tours. Damn, I knew I should come armed. <laughs> Brace yourself, Jack. Well, Starsky. Oh, he's being funny. <laughs> Throw him out, Jack. Throw him out, you'll never get a better chance. What the hell are you doing here? I know this is a little more upscale than you're used to, but I wanted a comfortable place to talk. No, throw him out when, when the vehicle's moving at speed. <laughs> Bit early in the day for this, isn't it, Kinsey? Mm. Oh, dear. <laughs> and it's a nice touch, because in 2010, it would jack the only holdout. Mm-hmm. Even though at the time, he had no proof of anything. Nope. No, you don't. Mm. You should have heard the president when he heard you were coming to change his mind. Man, oh, man. <laughs> he can be cruel. The treaty's a mistake. You were the one who recommended it in the first place. I was wrong. Hell, this was worth it just to hear that. You've got to admire him. He's blindingly... He can ignore anything that doesn't fit his worldview. <laughs> Voted into office. Would like the opportunity to make the damn decisions about the governments we make treaties with. You don't have all the information. I know all about the note. Which is why you should take it seriously. We've got these experts who know these things. And they tell me that the ink on your note was a new 
biodegradable something or other that hasn't quite been invented yet. That's your point. Oh, dear. <laughs> hasn't one of his advisors explained it to him yet? Jack is not a traveler. Well, technically, Jack is a time traveler. Hell, you've been back in time, forward in time. You've seen it all. I just wonder how things turn out. Got to remember, Kinsey's on the Appropriations Committee for the Stargate. He's read all the reports. Anymore. This has nothing to do with me. And I wonder how far you'd go to stop me from becoming President of the United States. Oh, have we hurt Kinsey's feelings? Uh-huh. Probably figures you've been to 1969, so, you know, this mission briefing must also be time travel. All the self-centered, egotistical... Egotistical? You're the one who can't stop playing God with our future. Well, yeah, probably figures you've been to 1969, so, you know, this mission briefing must also be time travel. Mm. Even though, you know, the general consensus now is that time travel is basically alternate realities. And boy, he used to love you. Rest assured we know all about the 70% probabilities, the one in four chances. Kinsey, you're in way over your head. You realise that Jack and Kinsey are very similar personalities. They are very self-reliant, self-opinionated which will require bilateral approval. And that's why the president put me in charge of the next stage of negotiations. Total conviction in the decisions they make are the right ones. The difference is Jack has kind of had his outlook expanded by working with SG-1, and Kinsey hasn't. I doubt you could expand Kinsey's outlook with a crowbar unless you actually used it upside his head. Oh, no, no. Even if he became the president, he'd go to a G10 summit and he wouldn't listen to anybody. So, uh, someone's over at the bush then. <laughs> but uh, I don't say which one, because my response would be both of them. Back to Andrews. Bush and his mythical WMDs. But this isn't a political podcast. For a political podcast, go to http colon forward slash forward slash. Hmm. Yeah, smoke swine. Go on, Jack. Still not as uh, supercilious and annoying as uh, Boren and Bullock. <laughs> True. I mean, Kinsey, you want. Oh, that's a nice, nice little shot. Shot at the gate and then the flick back to Jack. Yeah, fast pans, bang straight on the mark, in focus. Apparently, we have agreed to make a token gesture of our good faith. Ambassador Faxon will deliver it personally and return with an Ashin delegation to meet Senator Kinsey. We're actually going ahead with this. I'm told we're proceeding with caution. What are we offering? A number of gate coordinates. There goes the neighborhood. Ambassador (laughs) has asked that Colonel O'Neill and Major Carter accompany him again. I suppose, you know, even with all the goodwill, you could cherry-pick the gate coordinates. It'd be rather entertaining. Mm. Senator Kinsey has agreed, but only to Major Carter, which presents us with a window of opportunity. What can I do? Force their hand somehow. If we accuse them directly, they may simply lie. We don't have to. I have an idea. And this is where the plan begins. We have a plan. Major, I can't order you to do this. I know, sir. When do we leave? Yes. We're not going to tell you. You've got to write it down so it comes as a surprise to the viewers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so there's a briefing room, you know? Brief everybody. <laughs> It means brief as in informed, not brief as in not talking, or being short, or concise. Historic day, General. Let's hope so, Senator. Actually, I was referring to your retirement. God, he, oh, he can't help himself. Just like, even Walter wants to thump him. <laughs> Although that could be just his stomach going, go, 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 go. Chevron 2 incoming. Ambassador. Major, is that what you're wearing? Don't you like it? I thought you liked the uniform. I have a nice dress in my backpack. <laughs> Sir, I have a lot to tell you and not a lot of time to tell it, so please listen carefully. All right. 
I say, the laying on the uh, secret plan with a shovel. Now, you'd think that would be facing the door, wouldn't you? Mullum, foreign ambassador, Major Carter. Colonel O'Neill has not accompanied you? His duties require him elsewhere. Of course. It is my pleasure to offer a gesture of our own. Coordinates and Stargate symbols to several new worlds. Of course. It is our honor to receive such a gift. Emotion. Hmm. He looks happy. Miles is surprised. And... <laughs> Not from Boren, though. No, just a slight nod. The coordinates are on the hard drive in the laptop. It'll just take a moment to display. <laughs> How quaint. <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry, I've just read in his head. <laughs> Disc error. <laughs> <laughs> our leaders would also like to extend an invitation to Earth to formalize our treaty. Ooh, pay dirt. All in time. By the way, Born, would you read this aloud for me? I couldn't quite translate it. Of course. Sterility. Oops. You see it through his mind. Tom Pratt Born, this is why I'm the ambassador and you're just a functionary. <laughs> now he knows the lot. Now he looks annoyed. That's an emotion. What are you talking about? Vaccine causes sterility. That was the headline. You wiped out most of the Volian population and turned their entire world into farmland. Do the same to Earth. You wait till I tell Mother. Lock them in here. We have a treaty to conclude. If we don't come back alive, the treaty is off. That'll be your loss. We have what we wanted. That's one hell of a breadbasket. Again, lock them in the room with computer consoles. <laughs> Why don't we kill them here? We, we can do it together. I've got to go to my room. There's a balcony not far from here. We can throw them off. <laughs> with all due nods to uh, Scott Evil. I don't know. O'Neill sent a note to prevent this from happening. Hmm. Oh, and everything falls into place. Hmm. We were so sure. Listen. Stargate. Yes, very close to the Stargate. It's not good. Not good at all. Now, where exactly are they on that harvester? Obviously, near the front, but you think a little stick figures on it or something. Yeah. Give it some sense of scale. Dialing Earth. What is that? I don't know. we got to find out. Yes. <laughs> or she has rope in the backpack. Because... Yes, just in case. Didn't bring any C4. That'd have worked as well. Hmm. When I get to the bottom, follow me down. We'll only have a few seconds over the gate. What? And props to Amanda, who spent a good five hours tied up in a harness during, I think, a 12-hour shoot. Oh, dear. Never complained once, which is unusual, because for some reason, male actors really do complain when they're tied in a harness for that length of time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Depends, I suppose, where the harness grips. I wouldn't swing quite over the gate if I were you, Amanda. Yeah, a bit higher, perhaps. <laughs> Sorry? I'd want yeah. to be a bit higher. <laughs> Where's Major Carter? Whoa, that nearly shook the ass off her. <laughs> there are easier ways... Oh, oh God. <laughs> Way to go. In fairness, there are easier ways of getting rid of your bomb fat. He's busy, Sam. Surprisingly, Boren has proven to be rather adept at hand-to-hand combat. Oh, dear. That's not good. 
No, so they tested our DNA, made a weapon mm-hmm. that would kill us. Oh, get in, Boren, get in. I know, Sam, you're leaving him behind, but... You belt knife. Whee! Oh, that's going to hurt. And look, a faster transit. Whoa! Oh, ow, 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 good, stunt girl. <laughs> And nobody gives a monkeys about Sam. <laughs> Look at them, they're just standing there. Finally, a medic. What in God's name is going on here? When they knew we were onto them, they launched a bioweapon. Colonel! I had to warn you, I couldn't wait for the ambassador. I'm sorry, sir. Colonel, I asked you a question. You did good, Major. Thank you, sir. What a dramatic ending. Let's get her to the infirmary now. Colonel! Even he's ignoring it. I swear, O'Neill. There's going to be an investigation into this. Well, that'd be fine. O'Neill, two L's. Kinsey, Jack didn't even go. Why did he have the three fingers when he said two L's? <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Come back soon. Senator Kinsey appears most displeased. Yeah, that's a crying shame, isn't it? I just hope we don't regret giving them those gate addresses. I don't think we will. First one being a black hole and all. They get progressively darker after that. Carter, you all right? <laughs> Look, the general's even quite happy. Not only have they saved the world, but they've annoyed Kinsey in the same time. And seriously ticked off the Hashem. Let's hope they told the black hole first. Yes, probably be the end of them. Well, no, they'll do it on one of the other planets. And sort of... Well, that's it. They've given them so many gate addresses, all lead to somewhere bad. And if the black hole isn't the worst of them, <laughs> you can assume that whatever happens isn't going to be good. And that were 20... Now that, I'm sorry, that was a lot better than the episode we recorded on Monday. What, the actual episode was more fun? Yes, the actual episode shot by. Yeah. You know, I'll go from the start. No filler, no exposition, no uh, unduly boring bits. To be honest, there was a lot of talky bits in it. Yes, but they were interesting talky bits. Interesting talky bits, yes. (laughs) As opposed to non-interesting talky bits. You mentioned that, you know, we don't hear from the Shen again. You know, they were never able to actually, like the Earth did, able to uh, actually figure out some of the stellar drift and identify where the gates have got to. Mm. It makes you wonder, now they've got some more gates, would that have been a way in to actually discover more stargates? Would it be the fact that they blew up four or five planets and decided to bugger this? Maybe after three of the addresses went wrong, they decided not to use them. We've lost three planets, bugger it. Perhaps they were that naive, you know, you know, first of all, they should have been suspicious that we gave them something, then a minute later pointed at them and said, ha-ha, we know what you're doing. You'd have thought first thing they would do, like the general did, he got a warning. Okay, I don't understand it, but we're not going there. No. Are the Ashen so arrogant that they'd actually take the gate coordinates and actually use them? Even after... Yes. They probably are, you're right. (laughs) Everything we've seen, they are sort of Kinsey (laughs) 2.0. Kinsey with brains and technology. It's rather a shame that we won't see Molan again, though. You know, he was quite a decent... Maybe he got eaten by a black hole. (laughs) Always a chance they're doing another alternate reality episode. He could have popped up or something, you know, as a little guest star. But what was it meant to be? Come try ya! What, more spelling mistakes? No, I'm 20 characters over. Oh, right. I could tell I counted the uh, keystrokes. Yeah, I'm only eight. (laughs) Place the letters with numbers. 
and reduce Tuesday to T-U-E. What you should have done with the earlier tweet was to actually uh, mention Amanda Tapping so it had gone straight to her account. Oh, and I still one ca- no, I have one character left. That's fine. Okay, then. That was 2001, the sequel or prequel to 2010, depending upon the way you want to look at it. Or both. Yep. Much the way that Terminator Salvation was both sequel and prequel. You are correct. Yes. Thank you. Our next episode, which won't be recorded for a few weeks, but... I've mentioned it on the tweet. The great thing is, as I'm writing it, I'm not (laughs) (laughs) autocorrecting. So any spelling mistakes are my own. (laughs) Right, then. Next week, Desperate Measures. On the next Stargate SG-1, they've stood side by side on the most challenging missions. A friend of mine disappeared from around here on Saturday morning. But when one of its most vital members is missing... What's going on? Where am I? SG-1 must band together like never before. We have no jurisdiction outside this facility, Colonel. We can still look, can't we? Now they will stop at nothing to find one of their own. The only thing that can save me is an alien sibiant. And you're the key to that. In a courageous mission that goes beyond the call of duty. I'll spend the rest of my life getting to the bottom of all this. But are they too late? You're going to kill me. Richard Dean Anderson stars on the next Stargate SG-1. Counter is abducted by a reclusive billionaire who wants to medical experiments and using a deadly alien life form. He helps him finding a cure to his own life-threatening disease. Gasp. I don't remember a lot about this one. I remember everything about this one. Oh, weird. Adrian Cronauer, I believe, was your man's name? Adrian Conrad. I was close. All I could think of was the Atlantis episode where... <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. We'll cover it in three years, folks. Don't worry. <laughs> Just say the word. Open the iris. Okay. We did the Thomas Shot thing on the second... Of- oh, the mistake. <laughs> that turned into, uh, what, 11 common thread. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Find it now. Oh, there it is. There it is. It's a good bit. Uh, Miles McLaughlin noted that he just started season eight. Saw Tori Higginson for the first time in the show. Who was Tori? Uh, I don't know. Weir. Weir. Oh, right. <laughs> a good Weir. Not the evil replicator Weir. Not, no, Tori is. You'll understand, Alan. Give it time. It's not as if you do a podcast on it. <laughs> um, do you want to be you and I'll be Miles and Thomas can be Thomas? Fair enough. <laughs> nice to sit back and laugh. Well, you can be Luke and stick your thumb up and say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like this. <laughs> I'm just going to say with the thumbs up, people. Just so you know. <laughs> All right, I, I replied, yes, came as a bit of a surprise, but very easy to like Tori, both as an actress and Elizabeth. It would have been very interesting if Jessica had stayed on because the character would have had, had have had to develop have had to be developed a lot more to sustain her commitment. <laughs> I write better than I talk, all right? <laughs> I wonder what the actress change. I'm sure you'll have a report on that when we get to the episode. Well, I'll have to now. <laughs> and my guess would be that they felt for where they wanted the characters that Jessica would not feel the right vibe, etc., where Tori would, which is why she made a great weird. Uh, Jessica was an established actor. Cost and time commitments probably played a part. And I simply don't think she would have made a good Elizabeth as we came to know her. The right actors, I believe, were cast for the two versions of Weir. I do agree. Then we have Miles enjoying a lazy Saturday, apparently eating some pizza and watching the Stargate movie for our next Sci-Fi Diner podcast, Sci-Fi Rewind. Is that really relevant? Yes, it is. Because he plays our promo and we play his. Okay. I replied, <laughs> deja vu. Well, apart from the pizza. Yeah, that does tend to repeat on one. I'm watching the director's cut. Scott loaned it to me. A lot more material. Materi- 
Material. 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 Yes. Material. Actually, mate rail. Yes. Yes, it's worth it. Also, the 15th anniversary Blu-ray is gorgeous. Well, you would say that. All right, to track down the Blu-ray, though, although I really enjoyed the director's quote. Right, we have a post by you in Amanda, not Stargate. Another show I need to get into sometime. It's going to be a long while before I do. However, I'm becoming quite the Amanda Tapping fan. Becoming, Miles? Becoming? He's into season eight, and he's just now becoming an Amanda Tapping fan. That goes without saying. Her screen time is incredible, but combine that with her creativity and behind-the-scenes work with Sanctuary, and she is simply a powerhouse. Oh, God, so much more of this, is there? <laughs> Alan is not complaining about all the feedback. It's just Alan being cranky. Alan's sober, and it's Friday. And now we do have feedback about Between Fires. Yes, we do. You know what, uh, Adriana? You can be Miles and be like, that should mess with his head a bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hate to say it, but the tone kind of had it coming. Their isolationist, holier-than-thou attitude was going to bite them on the butt eventually. Too bad about Nareem, though. Seemed like he wanted to do the right thing. I would agree with you guys that he had to stay behind since he's partially responsible for the destruction of his world. Good show as always, guys. Look forward to next time. Uh, and I replied, sad to see the character go, but at least the cat didn't go boom. <laughs> <laughs> Miles said we had a cat a couple years ago that looked just like Schroeder. It's supposed to be Schrodinger, is it not? Yes, yeah, it's Schrodinger. Except maybe a little bigger. So when I saw the cat, I thought, that looks just like our Max. Since then, we got another orange tabby. My wife and I are partial towards them. Yay, ginger rules. <laughs> <laughs> and Miles was saying that he's had to give up SG-1. Is that, to be honest with you, that's season eight spoilery and not relevant to our current situation? Yep, fair enough. We won't go into details yeah. on that. You can read it on the Facebook page if you want to, but uh, thanks to Daniel and Jennifer for commenting in the thread anyway. And a quick uh, hello to Kevin Webb for joining the Gatecast uh, Facebook group. Hello, Kevin, whoever you are. Kevin. Sorry? K-A-V-I-N. Kevin. In my brain, I assumed it was Kevin. Apologies, Kevin. Just out of curiosity, Mike, is this a person that you know personally? I don't know. Oh, no, I don't. I know about two people personally on my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> people ask to be added. We add them. We want people. We're lonely. <laughs> <laughs> I was going for a Russell Howard vibe there. Do you think I hit it? Uh, no. Oh. oh, well. Points for the attempt. Come try ya! If you need to email us, the email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. If you need to find the podcast, somebody gave it to you, you got it through an online subscription. We're on iTunes as Gatecast. We're also listed on Podcast Alley and Podcast Pickle. If you want to leave feedback, you can record an MP3 and email it to gatecastpodcast.gmail.com. You can also leave us feedback on the website, that's gatecast.phasecast.com. There is the Facebook group, which is The Gatecast. And finally, you can also tweet us. We're the Gatecast on Twitter as well. Hope to hear from you next week. That was pretty much it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. As always, we thank you for any feedback that you've given us. This is your hungry phase. This is just plain old Michael. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Take care, folks. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gatecast, presented by Alan, Mike and Scott. Visit us at gatecast.facecast.com. Thank you.